LeeTDickey.com. Do you have an event or occasion coming up that could use a special touch? Perhaps a wedding, a production, a show? Good! Then you're in luck. Haley Moores is who you're looking for. Haley is a makeup artist in the Toronto, Ontario area, specializing in bridal, glam, natural, and special effects. She's incredibly talented, professional, easy to work with, and has a personality that is second to none. To book Haley Moores today, follow her on Instagram at mad underscore malash, that's M-A-D underscore M-I-L-A-S-H, or email her at madmalash, again, that's M-A-D-M-I-L-A-S-H, at gmail.com. Book Haley Moores today, you'll be glad you did. LeeTDickey.com LeeTDickey.com Do you find yourself reminiscing on what life was like when you were younger? Do your favorite songs, movies, and TV shows instantly take you back to a simpler time? Great! Then you're in the right place. Join me, Lee Dickey, on my new web series and podcast, Yo Nostalgia, where I cover everything you grew up with. From films and toys to fads and trends, Yo Nostalgia has it all. Subscribe on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever podcasts are available. Follow along on social media at Yo Nostalgia Show to keep up on this time-traveling trip. Yo Nostalgia, breathing new life into your memories, available everywhere now. LeeTDickey.com LeeTDickey.com Hey, what's going on everybody? Lee Dickey here. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Beats and Speaks podcast. This week, I want to share with you my experience with hosting my first, my very first radio show ever. But before we get into what it was like to get on the air for the first time, I want to tell you where you can find the Beats and Speaks podcast. Of course, new episodes of the Beats and Speaks podcast are released every single Friday on my official website, leetdickey.com, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and wherever podcasts are available. Please do rate us five stars and leave reviews because that helps us climb in the rankings, which we really do appreciate. Find us on YouTube as well by subscribing to Lee Dickey TV. Follow along on social media at Lee T. Dickey. Send me an email to LeeTDickey at gmail.com if you want to get in touch with the show or possibly be a guest on a future episode of the Beats and Speaks podcast. But now that that's all out of the way, all the housekeeping's taken care of, let's get into why you're really here the experience or my experience with hosting my very first radio show ever right here right now let's get jiggy with it that doesn't sound right coming out of me does it well let's get audio with it let's fall in love with the audio right here right now my experience with hosting my very first radio show right here on the beats and speaks podcast all right so hosting my first ever radio show this happened back in my college and university days where it was part of the requirements to graduate. You had to have some form of on-air experience. And thankfully, the college slash university that I went to, they had a radio station in the building because, well, that's where the radio and television and journalism programs were. And I majored in radio and television when I was in post-secondary school. So got my degree and everything and started working. Hosting that first show... I tried to no-sell it. I didn't 
want to show that I was nervous because I've always grown up on the I don't know whether this is just an old school mindset, but I've always grown up with the fact that like the older you the older I got, the more I had to like no sell things. So if I was ticked off or upset about something, couldn't let people see that I was ticked off or upset. I couldn't let them see me in sort of like this vulnerable, emotional kind of state. And I guess that comes from various things that went on in my uh, childhood and adolescent years that I will not get into in this episode. Just like, you know, was after certain things happened, I just kind of developed the mindset of, okay, I've got to no sell certain things just to put on the appearance of, yeah, I'm good. I mean, I'll take the shot on the chin and we'll just keep moving forward. And that's kind of how I've, you know, built my life to this day where it's like, okay, great. We'll take the shot on the chin. I'll just, you know, ignore you because you've done me wrong in some respects or you've done something I don't like. And I'm going to keep pushing forward in my own way and in my own respect and carve my own path. But when it comes to hosting my first radio show or when it came to hosting my first radio show, I wasn't all that nervous leading up to it. You know, I was surprised. I, I didn't I, I didn't feel all that nervous. I was actually really excited because that's the one thing within the business, whether it's radio, TV, any form of media, or performing, because I've done that for 25 years or so. You know, I started at six years old performing on stage in front of audiences, and I still do that to this day. But, you know, when it comes to being on the air, it's not that I felt naked in a certain respect. Because you're kind of just putting it putting it all out there. And I didn't feel nervous at all, surprisingly. I just, I felt, okay, this is just part of the requirement. This is why you're here. This is something you want to do. This is something you love to do. And I just considered being on the air a form of performing, which is right up my alley anyway. The day that it came to me hosting my first on-air show, I threw up. Surprisingly, I, I was surprised. I threw up. I got sick and I threw up. Like not sick to the point where I couldn't go in. I just got sick to my stomach. And for some reason, I guess the I was a bundle of nerves that morning. And thankfully, this was all before I went to the school and to the station. But I got sick. And just as I was getting into the shower, thankfully, you know, because I have a bathroom in the basement and that's where I was. Just as I was getting into the shower, I felt something on my stomach and I threw up couple heaves, out it comes. All right, I'm good. Let's do this. And then I just started shaking for some reason. I guess I got excited. I was a little bit nervous. I started to get a little nervous, but it was more like the excitement of the, let's get on the air. Let's do this thing. I want to see how I sound. I want to see what other people think. And I want to just perform because as I said, being on the air, whether you're on radio, television, or any form of media, whether it's YouTube or anywhere on the internet, that's a form of performance. And that's what I love. You know, I love to project my personality and my stories out to you guys through this podcast. I love to project myself out onto camera through the magic of YouTube and the internet and my website, leetdicky.com. But I love to just perform. The World Wide Web is this massive audience of millions and... I just love being a part of that. I love being a part of any sort of performance art, whether it's radio, television, media, entertainment. I love that. Even doing voiceover work, the same basic deal, you're performing. And that's what I love. So I threw up that morning. 
instantly felt better, although I couldn't really stop the shaking until I got on the air. And I remember getting into the building, printing out my notes that for that day, because my show, we had to host a, a one-hour program at bare minimum. That's what they gave you, a one-hour program on the day that they gave you. And I think when my first show was slated to air, it was a Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern. So, and you could tune in through the college's radio station website. And I was on the air, I was ready to go. And the first mic that I used on the air was the Sennheiser uh, 421MD Mark II. And I love that microphone. I think it's really good. It's a good, it's a really great sounding microphone. I actually mentioned it in a previous episode. I think it's episode 72 where I talk about it. And I asked the big question, is the Electro Voice RE20 still the broadcast industry standard? So I will link that as well in the cards on YouTube or in the show notes and description as well. But that is the first mic I used, the Sennheiser 421 MD Mark II. And I love the sound of it. It's just, you know, not my favorite broadcast mic, but it's it's up there. You know, I, I do love the sound of it. I remember getting in there and I remember looking at all the buttons and I knew what they did. And I was I was like a kid in a candy store. You know, it was it was like Christmas to me where like, oh, I, I get to push buttons. I get to be technical. I get to ride the faders a little bit. I get to bring this up. I get to put this on the air. We get to run commercials. We get to play music and I get to slip in some talking points every now and again. And that was really cool. Like that concept was really cool. So getting to do it physically, getting to actually sit in a radio studio and do it was really nice. I remember even before I got to college and university, my grandfather set up a radio station tour out in Michigan where, you know, my, uh, my dad is actually originally from and my grandparents lived there until, uh, they passed away themselves. But I remember just getting out of high school. I was 18 years old. I went to visit my grandparents and my uncles and my uncles and their families. They were all there. And grandpa, you know, my grandfather had set up this radio station tour with this company out in Michigan where they were. And it was cool just to see the boards, get to see how they put music on the air and get to see like, okay, so if a popular song comes in, how do you, at that time, because this was around, say, 2007 when I graduated high school. And then I went to college and university that fall. And that's where I got my first exposure to being on the air and anything when it comes to, like, the radio business. Other than, like, listening to it growing up as a kid, I didn't know much of, like, okay, so how does this go? Like, how do they get the commercials to play? How do they put the songs on the air? And that little tour with that small company and group of stations in Michigan... At that time, in about 2007, the summer of 07, you get to understand, like, if a real popular song, like, if it hits, and this was, like, the very beginning of, say, like, the file sharing. This was, like, really early in the, the file sharing, sort of, like, you could download stuff off the internet type of phase, how they actually got a song from their computer or, like, a, a dedicated desktop that they had with an old CRT monitor. And I think it was an old Dell computer I saw where they pulled something off the internet, put it in their automation software, and then ran it from there. That was super cool just to see it and how like the boards were all 
configured and what buttons did what and what mics they were using. Because I think they were using the RE20 at that point. They might have been using something else as well. I can't remember exactly. I think one of the stations we went into had like the Shure SM7B. But it was just cool to see that. And that was like the beginning of where, you know, me being on the air started. But getting into the studio and my first show, after me throwing up at home and trying to, I guess, trying to get the nerves out. I didn't feel all that nervous. I guess it just got to me, right? Like this was actually becoming real where I was actually, you know, going to go on the air. I was actually going to have to host the show. And through all the training that we got, because when it came to first year, you didn't, you saw the radio station, right? You, you got to see it. You got to see the control room and everything else, but you never, you never went, you never went in there. Like, because you figured, or I figured anyway, that you got to host the show in your second year in college and university. That was a second year thing. So semesters three and four. When your first year, you're just kind of getting your feet wet. You're going through like the, yeah, they take you from basically beginning to end. And I, I all I wanted to do was get on the air. So, you know, that seemed like such a far off distant goal. And then like, the second year starts and they give you your time slot. And like I said, my first time slot was Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern time for an hour. And then you host the show. You get about, it's a one hour show. So you talk maybe three or four times and then you run the commercial breaks as much as you can or like when you have to. Sorry, I should say that. You run your commercial breaks on time. You run your promo spots and your station IDs and things like that. And it was just a lot of fun. I remember being nervous, but the second I hit that on-air button, the second I went live, it all kind of faded away. It's just kind of, oh, I know how to push the buttons. I know what this does. I know how to write a fader. I know how to basically project my own personality out onto the air. And that's another thing. I didn't want to just use my name. I had spent probably, because they give you fair warning, like, They give you enough time to sort of develop a show or like it's a small window, probably about a month to, okay, so this is when you're going to go on the air. This is what you have to do. Fine. No problem. So going for probably the first three weeks of the semester, I was coming up with name, trying to come up with a stage name or an on-air name and a concept for a show. That's something I've always liked to do. And as I said in the where I came up with the name for this podcast the Beats and Speaks podcast where I came up with a name for this show in a previous episode I just I didn't want to just call it the Lee Dickey show I didn't just because it kind of like I didn't want to feel like just another fly-by-night guy right so when I got on the air on the radio station at my college and university I didn't want to just hey welcome to the Lee Dickey show because that just kind of I don't want to say it humanizes me because I am a human, but I didn't want to just be this regular guy. So I came up with the moniker and the stage name of King Leo, where I kept a bit of my name and then I just added some a bit of royal flair, if you want to put it that way, to round it out. So King Leo was my stage name or on-air name, and I called my show The Lion's Den, where like you were here for an hour we were going to be entertaining. I was going to basically take you on this audio-centric 
joyride. So to hear, and it, it was cool when, you know, I got to hear feedback from my friends from say high school, elementary school. And I got to hear feedback from some people that I had worked with previously. And even the ones that I, I worked with at that time, it was cool. I felt, I felt all warm and fuzzy. So yes, I was nervous, I guess. Like I, I didn't feel nervous, but after throwing up, I guess it was just like, there are nerves, but it's nerves of, of excitement to get on the air. I felt so happy that like, that was my happy place. Performing is my happy place. Producing is my happy place. Getting to create things, that is my happy place. Okay. To this day, I still work creatively. Obviously I host multiple, I've created and host, hosted, I still host multiple podcasts. I still do voice work. I still do performance work and things like that. I still work in radio and television on a freelance basis. It's amazing to me to just throw an idea out there or have an idea and then just build upon it and create things. I love to create. I do uh, graphic design and other forms of art. It's just, it's amazing to me. I create, 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 and it's it's so nice to just see the fruits of my labor, if you will, just come to fruition and come to life. But, you know, getting to host the that radio show was just a ton of fun. Like we went, I went from Wednesday at 10 a.m. in the first semester. So that was semester three. That was about a year and a half into my schooling. And then in the second semester, they moved my show from Wednesday at 10 in the morning to Friday at 3 p.m. And it was just it kind of took off a little bit from there. And I was like, dude, this is amazing. Because there were so many people tuning into the show and sending emails. And this was like at the beginning of Twitter and various forms of social media, like the early days of Facebook, plus the early days of YouTube. And it was just, it was like this amazing thing where people would send comments, messages, emails, things like that, tweets, you know, and I would get them. And it was just, okay, so this came from so-and-so from wherever in the world. It was just, wow. Like, it, it was so cool to me to get to touch that many people in the early days of, say, the internet and, like, web media. Not to mention, like, my friends and family who I'd known previously and, you know, growing up and old coworkers and current colleagues. It was so, so cool, like, to just have that. It was, it was kind of like my own little media bubble, if you will, or my own little uh, celebrity type bubble. And I've never looked at myself as a bit of a celebrity. I'm just, I'm a guy that loves to entertain. I'm a guy that loves to perform. And getting to host that radio show was like the best. Like if my, my mind is, it races about a million miles a minute awake and or asleep. So it doesn't matter whether I'm in bed or I'm wide awake. I'm always thinking of something like my brain has a hard time shutting off at night. And I'm, I'm always thinking of creative ideas. And th that was the thing with that radio show. I'd look for like, you want to keep it current, don't like your topics and the things you want to talk about. But I was also like, okay, very mindful of what I did like and what I didn't like. One of the things I don't like is all this reality TV. I don't like the mass amounts of reality TV. I don't like the fact that, and I'm going to name drop, I don't like the fact that at the time the Kardashians and even now 
the Kardashians are still like this massive topic of conversation. Like, oh my God, did you see what they did on TV last night? No, I didn't because I don't tune into that stuff. That's not my sort of forte. It's not my bag. It's not what my viewing habits or my enjoyment habits, if you want to call it. It's not something I would enjoy. So I would just tune it out. Survivor, not a TV show that I would talk or not not something I would talk about, not uh, something I would tune into. It's just not something I would watch. It's not something I like, even though I have to keep it current. Like, don't get me wrong. I remember when Patrick Swayze died. I mentioned that on my show because, I mean, you know, I'd watched Patrick Swayze movies as a kid. Ghost, Roadhouse. I've seen Dirty Dancing. Okay. If you grew up in, say, the 80s, 90s, you know who Patrick Swayze is or was. And that was a big thing, right? I remember, you know, getting to play one of uh, Whitney Houston's newest hits. I think it was called Million Dollar Bill, you know, shortly after it was released. That was fun. And it was just things that I enjoyed. I remember just, I loved to just talk about things that I enjoyed, but I also remember, knew that I had to keep things a bit current when it came to being on the air. So if it was current and I thought it was interesting, I mentioned it and I talked about it. If I found it interesting, I knew that my audience would find it interesting. But when it came to certain things that I just didn't want to talk about, Kanye West, not one of the things that I wanted to talk about. R. Kelly, not one of the things that I wanted to talk about. Because most of the time, those guys were in the news for things that just kind of would make me angry. It was just, you know, with Kanye, it was, okay, how can, it, 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 I didn't agree with the things that he said, basically. I didn't, I didn't want to hear somebody blow hot air where I thought it would sound so stupid, and I'm not going to project that onto my audience. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to insult your intelligence, but I'm not going to project something that I deem so stupid onto you either, right? When it came to R. Kelly, we all know how that ended. Even to this day, I didn't want to dip my finger or dip my toe into any of that sort of, any of the reason he was in the news, because it wasn't for his music, right? I didn't want to project that onto my audience either, or that whole th- that whole scenario with Chris Brown and Rihanna back in the day. Didn't want to touch that. So I just didn't mention it on the air. Even though it was very topical, I didn't want to touch that simply because... I don't have the personality where it's like, yeah, okay, so let's mention it. I'm going to tell you what I really think, okay? And a lot of people may not agree with that. And back then, you kind of had to skate a fine line. You had to be really careful, I figure, because you're in the media and you're on the air and you're putting it out there. And these are going on demo tapes for you to send out to prospective employers later, right? So I didn't want to do anything that would, in a way, turn people off. I didn't want to talk about certain things and give my honest opinion on things that I knew I didn't like, but most other people had a differing opinion. So the way I came and approached things, they may not like that either. So I just kind of shied away from it. But I always loved being on the air and you know getting to play music getting to talk about interesting things, getting to give my audience a space where they could feel at home and feel comfortable. 
that was my experience with hosting the show and being on the air. I mean, there were times when I was on the air, I had notes. I had one time where the notes that I had printed out, they went flying off the desk and I had forgotten where I was and they're on the floor. I'm on the air. The mic is live. I'd forgotten where I was and I'm fumbling around for the notes because I had no idea what I was going to say after that. And I had just like that last word escaped my mouth. The notes fell on the floor and I was like, ah, what's next? And I, I couldn't recover all that much. And, you know, with enough time, there was some dead, they call that dead air where like somebody stops talking and then there's just like nothing. You hear nothing. That's dead air. So there was just some dead air there, which was my fault. And thankfully, the following semester, I took an improv class to kind of help with that. Whereas, okay, I stopped relying on the notes as much and just kind of started flying off the cuff a little more. And that's where my love, you know, my love of performing comes in. That's where my performing background comes in, where you're just like, okay, let's just take it as it comes, deal with it as it happens, and you'll be fine. You know what I mean? And that goes with experience, too. I mean, I've been doing this stuff, performing, radio, television, media, you know, any sort of art for the majority of my life. And the more you do it, the longer you do it, the more comfortable you get with performing and improv and being on the air. And it was just a lot of fun. So I hope you guys enjoyed this little journey into not only hosting my first radio show ever, but some experiences I've had while on the air and what I would do when I was on the air and how I would project the radio show that I created when I was in college and university. But this wraps up another episode of the Beats and Speaks podcast. Thank you all again for listening. Please comment, like, share, and subscribe. Find us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, my official website, LeeTDickey.com. We're on YouTube as well under Lee Dickey TV. So please do subscribe there as well. Please do leave us reviews and rate us five stars because that helps us climb in the rankings and produce more shows, which I love to do. If you want to get in touch with me or the show, send an email to leetdickey at gmail.com. Follow along on social media at leetdickey. All the information is listed in the description and show notes down below. Thanks again for listening. Please comment, like, share, and subscribe, and we will see you all and talk to you all next week for a brand new episode of the Beats and Speaks podcast. But I've been Lee Dickey, this has been the Beats and Speaks podcast, and we will see you and talk to you soon. Peace! ttdicky.com